Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Awaken the Extraordinary. My name is Christy Madero, and I am your host. And I thank you so, so much for being here. I'm taking off my bracelets because I didn't realize how much noise they actually made. Um, if this is your first time joining, Awaken the Extraordinary is about choosing to thrive instead of survive. It's about being the best version of yourself so that you can show up as the best version of yourself to the rest of the world, because that is what the world needs. Awaken the Extraordinary is also about being willing to own your own stuff or bullshit and work through that to become that best version of yourself. And I don't have all the answers. This is a journey that I am on right alongside each and every one of you. And I'm committed to learning and growing every day for the rest of my time here on earth. And I also want to have some fun doing it. And I like community. So if this sounds cool to you, then I invite you to stay on for the rest of the episode. And um, if you are a returning listener, thank you so, so much. Um, I did want to take a quick moment to let you all know of something that is coming next month. It most likely will launch the first part of March, just looking at the calendar. But I am going to be launching a membership called High Vibe Tribe. What I have found is that when I am supported by women who are successful, who have the courage to make space for their dreams, when I'm surrounded by women that are supportive and encouraging, and they know that just because you succeed doesn't mean that they won't, that they see you succeeding and doing something that you love, something that lights you up. When they see that as inspiration for themselves or vice versa, you see other women just being total badasses. And you're like, if they're a badass, I can be a badass too. I am a badass. They are lighting the fire under my badass. Then this community is for you. I didn't grow up with very supportive and encouraging women in my life. Um, even into my forties, that is not primarily, that has not primarily been my experience with other females. And I have experienced personally in this last year, how much having supportive and encouraging badass women in my corner has helped me to grow, has helped me gain confidence. And so I want to cultivate that sense of community so that you can experience that too. And we can all encourage and love and support each other and lift each other up, encourage each other to be the best version of ourselves, to make space for our dreams, to just be these amazing beings that we were designed to be. Because you know what? That's going to make the world a better place. That's probably going to make everything about your life better. So if this is something that sounds interesting to you, find me on Instagram at Awaken the Extraordinary, slide into my DMs. This sounds creepy. Send me a DM, email me at christy at awakentheextraordinary.com 
and I will put you on the mailing list and information will be forthcoming. Um, and this is the first time I'm doing something like this. So if you're expecting perfection, then I can promise you already, I will disappoint you. I am giving myself grace to do things messy, just like this podcast. I mean, I'm nearly three months in and I don't have music. Um, and I'll get to it eventually, but, um, yeah, I'm just trying things out. And so this is something that I'm trying out and I'm super excited about it. So if you are kind of excited too, then let me know. So the episode that actually dropped today, so today is January 10th. The episode that dropped today was actually supposed to drop tomorrow. Um, I must have messed up, <laughs> like, like getting everything all lined up on um, the host website because I got a notification that I had a new episode today. And I was like, what? And, you know, a few months ago, I probably would have freaked out. And I don't know why, just because something didn't go the way I had planned. And now I'm just like, Meh. is it a big deal? No. Does that mean that I'm going to have to create some sort of content today to promote the episode when I was planning to create the content today, but I wasn't going to have that pressure to like post it today. Like there was going to be a bit more flexibility. Yeah. So I kind of had to figure some stuff out today and figure out when I could like squeeze that into my day, but I did it. And the episode is available for your listening pleasure. It is uh, the one where she talks about seeking to understand. And it was an episode that there was like some hesitancy with me posting. And I shared that in the episode because, you know, I'm talking about things in that episode that are very sensitive right now for a lot of people, myself included. And in talking about those types of things, I was sharing my stance on things, which depending on where you are geographically may not be the popular opinion. And, um, it's one of my, one of the episodes I'm most proudest. I, I'm most proud of, um, because it just, it took courage. And I feel like I was able to articulate myself really well. And really at the end, encourage people being kind and compassionate towards each other, seeking to understand somebody versus judging someone. remember like, what was it back in kindergarten? Right. For, for many of us, you know, we were always told treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's something that I often remind myself of. Um, my husband is exempt from that at times, as I'm sure many of you listening can relate to not that that makes it okay, but I'm just being honest. Um, and it's something that you know, I'm really striving to teach my son is, you know, treat others the same way you would want them to treat you. And that has just been 
my theme since I started Awaken the Extraordinary nearly a year ago is just really being supportive and compassionate and empathetic towards other people. And for me, especially people that don't seem to think the same way. I feel like it's very easy to have compassion and and sensitivity and be kind to people who are like you. It's more challenging to be kind to someone who may be a complete asshole. And I'm raising my hand because yes, it is very hard for me at times for me to be nice to someone who is just being a complete bitch or a dick. Like it just is. Um, it's hard to have compassion for someone who is acting in a way that may be aligned with their value system, but their value system does not align with yours. And so it's really hard to have compassion because what, to me, what it comes down to is like, you don't understand. And so this brings me to what I just see happening in our world. What, what I think many of us are experiencing, and it's just this, this disconnect from each other. The past two years haven't helped us. Right. Um, I think they've been really advantageous in so many ways, but in other ways, I think we've, we've lost so much of the connection that we had with other people from just being able to gather and being able to gather and not have anything be of concern in your mind. You know, you were concerned about getting too close to somebody because they may have had onions or fish for lunch, not because you were afraid of getting sick. And for some people, very sick. You know, you could go to an amusement park and go on a roller coaster for the first time with your child. And you could see the enjoyment on their entire face because half of it wasn't covered up with a mask. You were able to connect with people in a different way. You could see people smile. Now people, I think, are very familiar with smiling with their eyes. You know, <laughs> like there's always that, you know, like your eyes smile. You could just smile or, you know, a genuine smile is when you're smiling with your eyes. And I mean, but think about that. I mean, the, the upside to the masks is that, you know, if I ate something, I didn't have to worry if I had something in my teeth at that particular moment, if I was like going into a store, um, I think probably lip gloss and lipstick sales probably went down. So people weren't spending as much money because you couldn't see that half of the face. I actually stopped wearing makeup. Like I'll wear blush and, you know, eye makeup and fill in my eyebrows, but I don't wear face makeup anymore. And it just, was because I was like, well, what's the point if I'm going somewhere and I have to wear a mask, like the makeup comes off on the mask. And so eventually, even when the mask kind of went away, I was like, 
I'm already going out without makeup. Why am I going to put it on my face? I like that my face can actually breathe, but uh, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that's what it feels like. But we were able to just connect with people. We were able to have conversations face-to-face with people. And the past two years, everything has changed. You know, and I don't, I don't know about you, but it's like, I look at, I look at the way our world was a couple of years ago. And I'm just like, are things ever going to be like that? Are you going to be able to travel and not have to take a test or wear a mask or be super concerned about, you know, getting sick? Are you going to have kids be able to have sleepovers at their friends' houses without the parents worrying about their kids getting sick? Dating. I don't even know how dating works right now. Like, I thank God I am some days married to my husband. Um, but my, my gosh, I, my heart goes out to these people because I feel like connection, there's not a lot to me right now that is facilitating face-to-face, in-person connection with people. And so when that isn't happening, what is happening? There's disconnection. And often the easiest way for people to communicate is behind the safety of a screen. So, you know, you have Zoom, at least I was telling my husband who heard of Zoom before March, 2020, like Zoom is literally a household name. I don't mean this to sound insensitive, but COVID was the best possible thing that could have ever happened to Zoom. I'm using it right now. Um, But, you know, so, so you have like FaceTime, you have things like Zoom that do an allow you to connect face-to-face, but you're still behind a screen. Okay. You have texting that, you know, most people have resorted to myself included instead of phone calls. Um, so to me, I'm like, that's, that's a screen because you're not even hearing voice. Although I do have some friends that we send voice memos to, and I really like that. Um, and then you have good old social media. So do you remember what you were doing on October 4th, 2021? I can tell you what you weren't doing. You weren't able to do anything on social media. You weren't able to do anything on Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. And I still don't understand what that is because you can text people. So I just don't understand why you have an app 
that allows you to text people when you have texting on your phone. So if anybody can help explain that to me, I am all ears. But that was the day of the great social media crash. And I loved it. Like I told my husband, I'm like, well, what am I going to do at work now? Huh? How am I going to piss time away now? <laughs> like, What am I going to do? And the thing is, I could do a ton of things. Um, but it made me realize how that is just like our go-to. It's like, oh, you're you're waiting for your food. You know, you order food somewhere, you're waiting for it to go. And so you pull out your phone and you go on Facebook or you go on Instagram for the record. I am not a Facebook person. I used to be, I see stuff I posted like when it first started and I'm just like, Oh my God, I feel like I was so lame. And I'm like, could I be any more attention seeking? Like just, it was just funny. says the person who posts like reels all the time. But anyway, um, I love Instagram now. But think about it. I mean, when you go places and you have your phone, I mean, maybe you text somebody or maybe you check your email, but I feel most of us go onto social media. I don't have TikTok. I don't have Snap. I have Snapchat. I don't use it. But you're on one of those sites, I think, most of the time. And so I feel like a lot of people that day were like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do? And it really, I think, heightened a level of awareness for many of us in terms of how often we actually resort to social media to just mindlessly scroll, just to waste time, to distract us from doing something that we should be doing, or even something that we want to be doing. And then I think there are some people where they were just lost. And then once it came back, they didn't, they didn't think about anything during that. I think it was like a six or eight hour window of time. But for me, I thought it was actually really nice. It made me realize how reliant upon social media we are And I mean, that's how I promote this podcast, right? I mean, it's become a part of our lives. But it was really nice to just not have that as an option. Like at first I was like, holy shit, like I was going to do this reel and what am I going to do now? And I can't post anything. I'm like, well, if I can't post anything, nobody else is going to be able to post anything. So then I relaxed and it still would not be the end of the world. If me with my like barely 500 followers did not post something, you know? Um, but after a while I was like, I can breathe. Like there wasn't any pressure there. There wasn't me going, Oh God, like what bad news am I going to see today? It was like that episode of friends where I think Ross, you know, is on a forced sabbatical. I think that's what it is or no, it was when he, I think is dating someone that lives in a different town and he has to take the train or maybe it's the, (laughs) I should know this, the one where, um, 
Emily wants him to move far away. And he's talking about getting, yeah, I think that's what it is. And he's talking about getting work done on the train. And he's like, I've been given the gift of time. It took me a while to get there. I got there. Um, that's how I felt. I was like, I've been given the gift of time. Like, this is amazing. I, I can, I can do other things like, yeah, I can work. I can do that, but I can do other things. I can breathe. And that's actually part of why I'm not even on social media on Sundays. So about a month after I started, um, the awaken the extraordinary on Instagram, I decided that I wanted to take a sabbatical. It's funny. Um, and it was going to be on Sunday and it was just going to be a break from all social media. I know like everyone, you know, is talking about when you're trying to start an Instagram account and gain a following, you know, you need to post consistently every day. And I'm like, well, if I'm posting six days out of seven, that's something right. And I want to be able to be present with my son and I don't want to have to be worried about what I'm going to post and, and getting that done. Because I will tell you posting content when I am with my son, it's very difficult. Like a reel that without interruptions may take me like 10 minutes total to post can take me nearly an hour or the majority of the day, like on Saturdays, because like I have my child and I'm going to pay attention to him at the same time. I'm trying to get this done so I can get it done. So I don't have to worry about it. So it was really nice to not have that distraction for that day. And when it came back up, I feel like there was probably like a collective sigh of relief, but at the same time, like, oh, admitting with a little chagrin, like I kind of liked not having it. And when it came back up, I feel like it's kind of like the, the security gates in Jurassic park, when everything like starts coming back on at the end of the movie, um, there was like that one gate that like, didn't lock. And so like Laura Dern's character had to go check it. So for me, that was my Instagram accounts and my personal account. So I had you know, my, my dog's account. I had my awaken the extraordinary. I had my happy, feel good place, my little hallmark inspired one, but my personal account for some reason did not come back. And I was stressed about it for a couple of days. Like I was kind of like obsessive compulsive about it. And, you know, I sent messages to Instagram and nothing which, you know, is not surprising. And so I just had to survive without having access to my personal account. And I kind of missed seeing what my friends did, but in all honesty, I really don't spend a lot of time on my personal account. Um, I may post stuff on my stories. I occasionally post, post things in my feed, but really the bulk of my time on Instagram is spent at Awaken the Extraordinary and my happy feel good place. But what I noticed like after the first week was that my anxiety level had decreased. My stress decreased. My gloom and doom mentality 
in certain areas of like what's going on in our world, like it dissipated. And I didn't actually have access to my personal account until nearly like a month later. And it was really nice. And what I realized, like once my husband figured it out, what I realized was that so much of what I consumed in my personal Instagram account fed everything that I don't like. It fed my anxiety. It fed my stress. It fed my worry. It fed the negativity that I'm trying to not let dictate my life anymore. It fed all of these ugly things that I'm trying to really eliminate in my life. And, you know, a lot of it was political. A lot of it was health oriented. And, you know, as I shared in the podcast that dropped today, um, you know, on January 10th, you know, I, I am relatively conservative. And so a lot of the accounts I followed used a lot. I realized they used a lot of the same, I think like fear and shame based tactics that a lot of people and accounts on the opposing side utilize and having that, that space to just get my mind to a different place to really kind of give my mind like a vacation. I was able to come back and look at everything with like a fresh set of eyes because I wasn't immersed in the news externally. Like I really do not watch the news and I will ask my husband, like, can you give me like, you know, just high level overview of what I need to know. And some of you may not agree with that approach. That's okay. That is what works for us. That is what works for me. There are times where it's like, I do want to dig a little deeper, but I have to be really mindful of what I'm doing and how it impacts me. So as I was saying, like when I had that like month vacation, when my mind had that break, I was able to come back and just look at so many of the accounts that I followed. And it was kind of like a detox for me. And so then I come back and like the first thing I see, like I start to get like triggered by, and I hate that word. I find the word triggered, triggering, but when I am triggered by something, it's not because of what that person is doing. It's because of what that means to me. It highlights something in myself that I have to work on. And so for that, what I saw, like, I don't even remember specifically what it was, but it was something that I saw that reminded me of something that I fear, something that I'm afraid of. So it wasn't about this person's post. It was about what that post meant to me. And that's what I feel triggering is. It's highlighting areas that we need to work on, that we need to work through within ourselves to get to a point where we see things like that and it just doesn't impact us the same way. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, this, this is exactly what I enjoyed about not seeing this stuff. Because 
me being scared as someone who was pretty much in a constant state of fight or flight until fairly recently, that's not healthy for me. That's not kind to me to be always functioning from a place of fear. And that particular account, I was like, okay, I need to go and unfollow this account. And as I kept scrolling through, I saw so many accounts that elicited that same reaction in me. And I went and I unfollowed all of those accounts. And there is an element of me that's like, well, don't you want to know? Like, if you unfollow this account, like you're missing out on so much. Like, but what am I really missing out on? What's going to happen is going to happen, regardless of whether I'm afraid or I'm not. I can be informed, but I don't need to consume information from like 50 different people with their own particular take on that situation. We weren't wired that way. And so that's why I feel like so many of us are just overwhelmed because we now have the technology to know what's going on pretty much everywhere. And it's like Mel Gibson and what women want. It's just that constant chatter, 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 chatter. You know, you're being inundated with all of this information. When does your mind get to have a break? I don't know if you're like my husband, apparently you can just have nothing on your mind. Like it's just a blank slate at times. I don't know how that's possible, but I realized that so much of what my mind was consuming was not for my greater good. And I think that's really what it comes down to is when you are just consuming negativity, when you are just consuming information that seeks to instill fear, that seeks to shame, that seeks to blame, that seeks to guilt people. Like I said in a previous episode, that's not coming from a good place. That's coming from a place I feel of darkness, of manipulation, of control. I don't think that all of like the accounts that I followed are, are bad. Like, I don't think they're bad people, but I think the tactics that they utilize, they're very common, you know, and, and in my episode about, you know, shame and guilt, like that, that has been like hardwired into us and fear is right there with the rest of them. And so when I rid myself of that, like I said, I was able to come back and look at things with a fresh set of eyes and my perspective was different. Like I was awake now 
to what that was doing to me. And it's the same when you're watching like violent shows, when you're seeing these stories about people losing their lives, like they're murdered or they get into a car accident or you see stories of abuse, whether it's like to children or animals or other people, it's like, we've almost become desensitized to certain things because we're seeing it so much. And that's really disturbing to me. I was listening to a podcast the other day, um, Sahara Rose, and she was talking about the desensitization that we as humans are really experiencing based on what it is we're consuming. And, you know, they, they really talked about things that I thought were very interesting. Um, I guess, you know, one of the Jenners, I, I don't keep track because I don't care. Um, but one of them was like doing a photo shoot in like a pool of blood and, you know, it was supposed to be like edgy and I haven't seen this picture, but it was just like, okay, but somebody losing, like, first of all, why is that edgy? Why is that sexy? Why is that something that anybody would even want to do? And are they doing it for the shock value? Because that's really not shocking anymore. And then that's, what's concerning is that people are having to like up the ante every time to make an impact, make an, an impression. It's kind of like how I feel like Madonna was like back in her day. It was like, there was, she was always like pushing that, that envelope. I don't know if you remember like her sex book. It was like in a, um, like a foil, like wrapper at the bookstores and I wanted it. And why did I want it? And I was a kid because I wasn't supposed to have it because it was secretive and, you know, it was so bad. It had to be wrapped up. And, but she, she kept like upping the ante on herself and all of this is just so interesting to me because my perspective on it is so different than it was a year ago. And my perspective on it now actually surprises me. Um, but when I'm looking at like commercials or when I see news articles or when I look at news broadcasts, and I remember learning about this actually in school, like there's an agenda, there's a bias. And so much of what we're consuming, do you remember like they would talk about movies way back in the day and like 
maybe every 20 seconds, there was like some image that would pop up and it was so quick. You wouldn't even, it wouldn't even register to you, but your brain saw it like your subconscious saw it. And you keep doing that. And then whatever message they wanted to send, whoever they were, I don't, I don't remember, but I remember this whole concept. Like it, this is not at all articulate, but like it imprints into your brain. And so what I see happening and it's, and it can be with anything. It's conditioning, it's programming. It's a collective effort to get us desensitized to certain things, to maybe get us riled up about other things. Like it's to heighten the level of awareness about something with a particular bias. I hope this is making sense. Like what's coming to mind for me is like Lil Nas X and whatever song it was where he was like grinding on the devil. And I'm just like, does anybody find this concerning? Like, and the fact that this song is playing on the radio, anybody? I do. And if you don't, that's fine. But we're being bombarded with so much that I feel is, is coming from a dark place. It's not coming from a place of light and love and joy. And maybe your take on all of this is completely different. Like with him, like maybe it's just art, you know, the Jenner sister, like that's just art. And those are your thoughts. But when I look at the rest of what we're all seeing and experiencing, There's a lot we're being told to be afraid of. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of shame, blame, guilt. There's a lot of finger pointing. There's so much just arguing everywhere. And I don't see that as healthy. I don't see that as something that I want more of. And I know I kind of went off here and that's what you get when I just hit record, but having a break from all of that stuff, I guess heighten my level of awareness and, and my sensitivity to it. And for that, I'm really thankful. You know, this was said in, in reference to food back in the day, but I feel like it's, it's applicable, like in every facet of life, we are what we consume. 
So if we're constantly consuming fear-based material, if we're constantly consuming that which is negative, that which is counting on someone to feel guilty or feel bad or encouraging others to feel a certain way about other people. You know, like Jimmy Kimmel said something about like people who are unvaccinated should not get medical care. And so it made me think like, okay, like that's your opinion. That's fine. But then it made me think like me personally, I'm like, that's a pretty heartless thing to say. That's my opinion. And then I know that he had a child that had a lot of medical issues and, you know, I, I know he was very gracious with his appreciation, you know, for the staff that cared for his child. And I'm like, what if you found out one of those people that helped save your child, like wasn't vaccinated, would you still feel the same way? And to me, it's statements like that, that are perpetuating the hate that are perpetuating the divisiveness that to me are perpetuating fear of others. I mean, so many people see celebrities saying something and they take it as gospel. I used to be one of those people. And so when you're constantly consuming to me, that which is not coming from a well-intentioned place. And by a well-intentioned place, I mean, just really coming from a place of love. You can educate people and you can educate people from a place of love. Your approach is going to be different. You can do it in an unbiased manner. And that's not what I see happening in our world. Like just really across the board, people get very, very brave when they're behind a screen or a keyboard. And so when I couldn't access my personal Instagram, because many of those accounts that I follow were on my personal Instagram, I didn't see any of that. And my mental state was better. Now, I'm not saying that we should all be, here she comes again, the girl in the gym in Mean Girls. I'm not saying that we should all be that girl because that's not realistic either. But if we're constantly consuming that which makes us feel bad, that which makes us feel scared, that which makes us dislike other people, when we haven't even met those people, How are we going to feel? Like, how are we going to function every day if all we're consuming is crap? You see people like squabbling with people. They don't even know. And I feel like all of this stuff is doing is perpetuating the disconnectedness that we have. I want to look for ways to cultivate a sense of community with people. I want to look for ways to make 
ourselves feel better. I want to look for ways to put more love and light out into the world. I want more positivity in my life. I want more abundance. I want more of the good stuff in my life. And I want a whole lot less of the shit. And that's what I realized when I detoxed from my personal Instagram account, I realized that there is no place in my life for bullshit in real life or on social media. There's just not. And if going on social media does not make you feel good, then take a break. Or if, you know, you are creating content, just focus on that. For like a week and see how you feel. And this doesn't just have like, to me, like this kind of uh, political, controversial, the world is making me feel bad type of situation. I feel like many of us too have accounts that we follow or we have friends that we follow that just don't make us feel good for whatever reason. Maybe we're following a mom on Instagram and her house is always perfect. And we're looking at our house and it's cluttered and our dog just vomited on the rug. And we find that every time we look at this person's page, we don't feel inspired. We feel less than. So unfollow the account. Someone you know is always posting pictures of themselves in a bathing suit. And they're, I see this all the time and I'm kind of baffled by it. And their captions have absolutely nothing to do with the photo. And there's no judgment. I just simply don't understand. Like, I'm like, is the photo to gather attention? Like, what is it about the photo that relates to the caption? Like, I'm just so confused when I see that stuff. And, um, but you know, maybe that's you, you, you scroll and you see this person and you're just like, I don't get it. And I'm just like annoyed every time I see the post. So i follow them. We choose to a great extent what we allow in our lives. The beauty about like social media and like the news and stuff like that, most of the time, we have a choice. If something is making you feel crappy or bad or negative or scared, turn it off. A lot of times, like I can tell you an anxious mind, a fearful mind, like wants to keep digging. That's how I was on WebMD years ago. That's how I was a couple of weeks ago with my knee and, and the pain I'm experiencing. You know, I, I went down that rabbit hole, but it's just, 
our nervous systems are wired to, to look for threats. And so we feel like the more informed we are, the more prepared we are, but often that's not how it actually works. It's just this rabbit hole of anxiety and fear that just seems to go on forever. So if something is making you, you don't, you don't feel good watching the news. You don't feel good when you're on social media or when you see this person's account, then unfollow it. Then maybe ask yourself why from a non-judgmental space, like why you're feeling this way with this, this particular account. And there's no judgment for the answer, but I think sometimes it may allow you to dig into yourself a little bit more so that you have a greater understanding of you. I can tell you there was someone that I used to work with and her Instagram was like the stereotypical, like Instagram worthy post. Like everything was beautiful. Her Christmas tree. I was like, are you sure you didn't hire someone to decorate it? Like her place settings for like Thanksgiving were beautiful. Like she always traveled. She had designer clothes all the time. Like, and I just felt like shit. It wasn't that I felt like unworthy or I didn't have like a a low level of self-worth, but seeing all of these beautiful things, I was like, what am I not doing right? Because I'm working my ass off. I have an idea as to what this person makes, but I had no visibility into any other aspects of her life. But I'm like, fuck, how do you keep a job and travel and and do all this and have the time to, to do this and even buy all this shit? Like, how? And it was like this, this game my mind played on me every time I saw her Instagram account. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm jealous because I want to have the ability to travel. I want to have a home. I don't want that home, but I want to be able to have the time and, and the financial resources to create the home that I want versus what I can afford. I wouldn't spend my money. Like I know that Gucci belt was like a thing for a really long time. That is not how I would choose to money, spend my money, but I just saw everybody with that belt. And I was like, everybody has that belt. I want that belt. I felt like I wasn't good enough, I guess. And that's been a common theme throughout my whole life is me not having those things or having the ability to have those things right now made me feel like I wasn't good enough. And that's a feeling that I don't like to feel. And so I unfollowed her and you know what? I felt better and it was nothing personal. 
Like I was like, if she ever realized it and asked me like, Hey, I noticed you don't follow me anymore. Like what happened? I would have been like, seeing how fabulous everything looks and how amazing your life seems to be just reminds me that my life isn't what I want. And it just became really painful to, to be reminded of that all the time. Whenever I saw your post, I wanted to look at your posts and feel joy and feel excited for you. And I didn't. So I unfollowed you. And that would be the truth. So this episode was a lot longer than I anticipated. Um, But like I said, what I realized when I wasn't able to access my personal account is how much of what I choose to allow into my world via social media, how much that really affects my mental state. It affected how I showed up to my son and my kid or my son and my husband and to me. It kind of sapped my motivation because I'm just like, well, if the world's going to hell in a handbasket, then what am I even trying to do by making my life better? And that's not how I want to live. And maybe you're great at tuning things out. I'm not, and I'm okay with that. I actually really like that about myself. I, I do consider myself an, an empath and I am a highly sensitive person and this type of stuff impacts me. And so I just want to encourage you to take a step back. If the, if the news is too much, if social media is too much, if there's just too much negativity, too much fear-based information, too much information that's looking to shame, blame, and guilt, then step away from it. I can tell you there was, um, There was an account I followed on Instagram that uh, was focused on narcissistic mothers. And I followed it for a while because my mother is a narcissist and I could relate to it, but I was just like, it's just focusing on how awful narcissistic mothers are. And they absolutely are, but I wasn't in that space anymore. I wasn't at a space in a place where that was what I needed for my healing. That wasn't the type of information that I wanted to be consuming. I have compassion for my mom. It doesn't mean that everything that she does is great. Far from it, but I have compassion for her. And what I found that account doing for me was perpetuating my anger and resentment, which ultimately is not healthy for me. So that was an account that I stopped following. And I just thought of that. So I wanted to throw that out there too, just so you can get a better frame of reference for the different types of things that I'm referring to. Your mental space and emotional health is so important. And I encourage you to do whatever you need to do to create the safe space in your mind and to me, ultimately your heart so that you feel safe and healthy and happy and hopeful 
in your world. Turn off the news, unfollow accounts, take a social media break. Turn off news notifications on your phone. Don't get into arguments with people you don't know. I find that when I'm more at peace, like mentally and emotionally, my desire to connect with people is greater. And so that's my hope for us all is that we get to a place where we feel safe and we feel relaxed and we feel free. We just, feel at peace just in our bodies, which will allow us to show up differently to others. Maybe just take a break one day a week from social media and see how it feels. And it'll feel weird at first because it's familiar. It's comfortable going onto social media and stuff every day. Like that's comfortable. But I promise you, the more you do it, like I look forward to Sundays. Like I really look forward to Sundays and I wish that could be my every day. And it could, this is a choice that I'm making, but I really look forward to that day. And at first it was hard, but I really enjoy the space that I have, um, the creativity that I have to have to come up with something to fill my time or nothing. But I mean, I have a toddler, so that's really not realistic. It's really nice. We believe that we have to stay busy. Like, I feel like it's like that hustle and grind thing, busy, busy. Like your value is based on being productive and achieving. Like, where does rest fall into that? Where does just being fall into that? Only, you know, what's right for you. But if something's not making you feel good, in this realm, you have a choice. So I encourage you to do what makes you feel good. As always, friends, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so, so much. I really do. So hopefully this got you thinking about things a little bit differently. And even if it didn't, that's okay too. I thank you for just giving me your, your time and attention because I know how valuable that is. So thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.